What would our world be without leaders, innovators, and kingdom builders? Welcome to Under the Crown, where you get inside the twisted minds of our host, Trey Carmichael, and the kings and queens in his circle. Covering leadership, marketing, sales, recruiting, management, and so much more. Under the Crown is here to help you build your kingdom. Are you prepared for the siege? What's going on, guys? It's your man here, Trey Carmichael, coming at you with another episode of Under the Crown. And today I'm excited to bring you guys Dennis Yu. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and why you do it for the people who don't know you, man? I'm a search engine engineer, and my mission is to create a million jobs. We're a quarter of the way there. I've spent a billion dollars on Facebook ads. And if you Google me, you'll see me all over the place doing training on digital marketing. That's awesome, man. So let's talk about the King's journey. How did you actually get to be on top of this space like you have? I had a mentor who was the CEO of American Airlines. And from him, I met and had dinner with the CEO of Southwest Airlines, the CEO of Goldman Sachs. I've had dinner with sitting presidents of the United States. I've met other industry leaders, all because I had a connection and I was in rooms that I wasn't supposed to be in and everything I've ever gotten has been from other people that have made introductions for me. Awesome, man. So how do you build those initial relationships with people so that you can get into those rooms? You need to have a mentor. It's that simple. When you have a mentor, the mentor has already solved all the challenges. The mentor has already achieved the things that you want to achieve. I'd ask you, what are the things that you want to achieve? Someone's already achieved them and do whatever you can to get them as a mentor. It's that simple. Absolutely. Is there a way that you, I suppose, vet your mentors? Is there questions you ask them to figure out if they've really done it? I think it should be pretty clear whether they've done the thing that you're looking for or not. If you're not sure, then they're not a good mentor. And then you haven't done your homework. Like yeah. I, it's not like I'm going to ask the CEO of Southwest Airlines whether he's actually the CEO of Southwest Airlines. Like I can pretty much tell he is, right? That's a fact. That is a fact. So I guess a lot of people might be kind of looking in the wrong places for mentors then. The the issue is like the idea of betting a mentor is ridiculous. If anything, you should be doing whatever you can to be able to get, like if you want, let's say you want to have Richard Branson as a mentor. Would you vet Richard Branson and see, Richard, why are you qualified to mentor me? What would happen if I said that to Richard Branson? He'd tell you to piss off. He wouldn't even respond to you. That's true. So you you have to earn your way to a mentor. And most people don't have the attitude of service uh, to be humble enough to create so much value that you stand out so you don't just seem like another fan. I probably get 20 people a day that hit me up saying, hey, will you mentor me? Here's all the things I want. And I want to meet twice a week with you. And you're going to teach me this. And you're going to introduce me to these people. And you're going to get me these kinds of clients. And I say, I don't even know who you are. Why are you making all these demands? Absolutely. You have to build that relationship first. So how do you maintain that attitude of service yourself and and build those relationships? What are ways you're giving back? It just comes naturally. Let me think about why you're connected to a mentor, why you have the clients that you have, who you associate with. Ideally, you're making money doing things that you like with people that you like. 
which is a trifecta. If all those three things are true, then you don't have to do anything special because you're already doing something you like with people you like and you're making money. It's that simple. Absolutely. So you've been called one of the kings of personal branding. Can you give some of the tips to actually build a personal brand online and where you'd get started if you didn't have your brand? I do zero on personal branding because the key thing is people think that personal branding is what you say about yourself and it's what you do and it's pictures of yourself and how awesome you are. Your personal brand is what other people say about you. So when you're focused on other people and their livelihood. So I visited a friend of mine, one Whitlock in the hospital yesterday. And this is someone I've known for 15 plus years. He and I work together on freeebooks.net, which has got a million visitors a month from Google. It's a huge site. We have 6 million email addresses, tons of traffic. And he, and he slipped and fell last week and he broke two vertebra in his back. And not that many people are going to the hospital to go see him, but that's what I did. So that's the kind of thing you have to do is you build relationships with people that you care about and not everything's about making money or getting something from people because that signals who you are over the long run. People like Warren and I have been friends because he knows who I am as a person. And that matters more than how good I am at digital marketing. Mm, that's a fact, man. It definitely comes down to the actual relationships and what people say about you when you leave the room. Yep. So, That's your personal brand. Be, be, literally, be a good person. Most people are so busy. I get hundreds of messages a day from people that are constantly asking me for stuff. They're not building their brand and they're not getting what they want because they're only thinking about me, me, me. Yes, sir. So one of the things that we hear all the time is that SEO is overcomplicated and it takes forever. Can you break that myth for us? Well, first off, what is SEO? Surgeon, SEO yeah. is the result that you get. SEO is getting ranking in organic Google searches, but you don't do SEO. What you do is you create content, you build relationships, you write guest blog posts, other people talk about you. So when I was on CNN, arguing with Mark Zuckerberg in front of three and a half million people live, I had a link from CNN, which is about a DR93 or something like that. That helped me with my SEO. But was I doing SEO? No, I was building relationships and creating content. If you did search for Facebook advertising a few years ago, I ranked number two. Number one was facebook.com slash ads, which I'm not going to beat. But you could argue that I was really good at SEO. But I'll tell you, I did no SEO. I literally shared my knowledge out there. Other people thought that was good enough to link to. If you're really good at something, you should share it. And if you are really that good, people will share what you have to say, and that creates SEO. But SEO is the result, it's not what you do. So this idea of it being complicated or being based on algorithms is completely nonsense. But yes, to your second point, it does take a long time because you're building reputation. SEO is reputation. Mm -hmm. Man, so the main, so the, at the end of the day, the main, lever, the main lever that for SEO that business owners can pull is the content creation. If they're not creating content, then they just need to start publishing and providing some kind of value. Well, a lot of people are creating content because they think that's necessary for SEO. But with all these people creating content, very few are getting more leads from SEO or getting any traffic. You know why? Why? Because their content's garbage. And it's not worth linking to. 
It might be good content, but it's not good enough to get the media to link to you, to get competitors to link to you, to get the top people in the conference to link to you and talk about you. So SEO now, because of how sophisticated Google is, is no different than social media. It's the same thing. Mm, so what if no one's engaging with your content, it's because your content sucks. Yeah. Awesome, man. So what actually makes good content these days? What kind of stuff are you seeing perform the best? High authority content. So high authority because of who it's with. So someone who's respected and well-known. High authority because of where it is because it's on the main stage a digital marketer or it's on TV or it's, you know, in a major publication, like maybe you see my stuff on, you know, the LA times and then there's what you're saying. So the most powerful, what is how you achieve a particular goal, like recipe one, two, three, four, five. This is how I help personal injury attorneys rank on motor vehicle accident, Los Angeles. And I share how to do that. So those are three components of authority. If your content can hit, two or three of those three components and you're going to win. But most people look at their websites, look at their social media content. They have no authority at all, but they just crank out lots and lots of content, but there's no authority. They repurpose content. They run ads against it. They hire agencies to be able to automate their marketing, but with no authority, it doesn't matter how much automation you have. Mm. So you mentioned, you mentioned some of the places and getting with the right people. But are there any specific levers that a business owner could pull to start building their authority today? Well, as a business owner, I'm assuming, assuming you have clients. So the best thing to do is you honor your clients. Honor them, not as a testimonial, not to get them to say good things about you, but actually take interest in what they do, actually care about them, actually write about them, actually congratulate them when they achieve a milestone or when it's their birthday. And if you do that, Everything else falls into place. Awesome, man. So I'd imagine that at your level, you probably have a creative way of getting clear on who you're targeting at, with a business. Do you, what's your thought process when you're, when you're figuring out what audiences to push traffic to? It's not like every day I have to come up with new targets. So if, if you don't, if you have to do that, you mean, that means you don't have a business. It means you don't have a strategy. If you have a clear strategy, you're not changing it every day. So I've made clear, I want to create a million jobs, which sounds yep. wild. But then if you break that down into the different components, how do I need to do that? Well, I've got to be well-known among sites like Fiverr and onlinejobs.ph and Upwork and HubSpot and all that and Infusionsoft. And guess what? I built training there because that was one of the stepping stones for me to know, for me to be able to credibly show that I'm representing this goal of creating jobs. I have to put a bunch of courses that are out there, which are necessary to create certifications, which allow me to create jobs. I have to train up tons of agencies. I have to be on podcasts. I have to have people use the training. I have to have people go through the training and show that it's successful. I'm going to Pakistan in four days and speaking in front of 30,000 people because we already have thousands of people that are going through our training. So there's clear proof of it. It's not because Trey Carmichael says that Dennis's training is good. It's because there's 25,000 Pakistanis that have gone through our training on how to set up digital plumbing and edit videos and build websites and do all that kind of stuff. So targeting, I mean, I guess, guess the whole like know your customer and decide who you want to go after. And that's all necessary at the beginning when you're starting a business. But if you have a business, and you have a repeatable process 
and you have like a package service or some people call it a productized service, let's say you're an agency and you have a retainer, right? Then the repeating of that successful retainer or package or whatever you do to deliver results naturally drives more people who want that same result. So we do a bunch of stuff, for example, with doctors and lawyers. And I have some really well-known doctors and lawyers as clients. And we don't have to do any marketing or targeting, Trey, because every time we drive more results for a personal injury attorney, guess what? They tell all their friends and that drives more referrals to us. So we're not having to do any targeting. Our results and people talking about that does the work for us. Awesome, man. So do you have any favorite paid traffic sources right now? I love Twitter. So the dollar a day strategy, which you may have heard of, is something that we apply on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, whatever it is. But I really like Twitter. And right now I have the best selling book in social media on advertising now. And it happens to be on TikTok. TikTok's great too. Awesome, man. It doesn't even matter what the channel is. What matters is your content. If your content's great, it'll work on every channel. Awesome, man. Can we talk about the dollar a day strategy? Well, for, first off, what is the dollar a day strategy? There's so many different angles on dollar a day. What do you want to use it for? You know, it, we spent a billion dollars on dollar a day, but what, what aspect of dollar a day? Man, it, I guess with ads typically being so expensive, what are you spending a dollar a day on to actually bring a result? Well, you're not going to target everybody, are you? If your content's good, then you're going to use dollar a day as an influence strategy. So let's say, you know, you have some piece of content that you want to share that's actually helpful, then target the top people in the industry, target the CEOs of companies you'd like to have as clients, target your custom audience, people that have been to your website in the last 30 days, people in your email list, people that have watched a video on Facebook in the last 30 days. So dollar a day works because if you have good content, the system, meaning Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn's algorithm, whatnot, is going to optimize to who's most likely to engage. And then we optimize through a through play, which is 15 seconds or more. Awesome. Awesome, man. So you have the best-selling book for TikTok ads right now. What, what businesses should and shouldn't be using TikTok? Is it working for everyone right now? It's working for any business that has customers and clients that are happy to talk about what you do. So that mainly means service industries. And even in ones where it's more difficult to get your customers to talk about you, like cosmetic surgery, because how many patients want to show that this is a before and after, or they had fat sucked out of their butt? Or how many criminal defense attorneys have clients that want to say like, oh yeah, you know, I got arrested for this particular thing, but my criminal defense attorney got me off. So certain ones your clients are not gonna to wanna to talk about you as much, but generally any service business where you have people that are willing to give you good reviews, willing to talk about what it's like working with you is gonna work on TikTok. TikTok is the ultimate referral network. The number one thing working on TikTok, which is 60% of ad spend is Spark ads, which is boosting someone else's post when they give you the access code. Second best thing is a lead ad. So the TikTok lead ad is the same thing as the Facebook lead ad, but cheaper. They literally copied it. Wow. So what kind of, so it's mostly, it's mostly creating content that is user generated or client generated and running that on TikTok. So Trey, what has more trust? Something you say about yourself or what your clients say about you? 
what somebody else says about you every time all day okay awesome man so with all this stuff going on how do you actually keep track of your calendar and make sure you're not missing things i only take one or two appointments per day that's it i'm not looking for a full calendar i'm very intentional about who i want to spend time with and it's all about quality instead of quantity i'm looking at things where if I put time into it, like spending time with you, then I know you're going to put in time to repurpose this content. Then I know you're going to turn it into a blog post and put it on YouTube and put it on Instagram so that there's an ongoing ROI. I never do things that have single focus, you know, like charge for an hour of time kind of thing. It has to have ongoing value. That way it's not based on appointments. If you're an employee, then you're selling your time by the hour. But if you're a business owner, you want to do things that will continue to drive income for you. So if you narrow it down to things that are really worthwhile, you're not going to have a ton of meetings. Mm -hmm. That's true. So you're, so you're very, you're very clear on that, clear and intentional on where you put your time. I put my time with people I like. And it's, you know, I retired 20 years ago, Trey. I don't have to do anything. You retired so 20 years that, ago. I like hanging still... out with cool people. And even if there's no direct business value, if they're cool people. So a buddy of mine started this homeless charity and there was no way for him to monetize. He just wanted to promote homeless issues because this guy was living on the streets for quite some time. And I thought he was really cool. And now that's turned into business opportunities. I never would have thought. But I prioritize being around people that I think are interesting, that, that we have shared values, that we just believe in a lot of the same things instead of going after people who are making a lot of money or who appear to be really successful. And then, you know, maybe they're a-holes or something. And that was the dentist of years ago. That's what I was trying to do because I thought I wanted to be rich or something like that. And I found actually being around the right people attracts the right kinds of deals. It creates ongoing revenue. It's enjoyable. You don't have to worry about all the legal sorts of like when you're working with people you don't really know very well or they're slightly distrustworthy. You have to worry about lawyers and whatever. And even with the, the best legal agreement, they may try to screw you. Mm. So at the end of the day, you're one of the top people in this space. You've got a lot, you've got a lot, a lot of weight to carry to make sure that you're carrying your crown. Uh, what are you doing in your personal life and in your routine to make sure nothing's slipping through the cracks? I get eight hours of sleep every night. That's number one, because when you get enough sleep, life is on easy mode. It's like playing the video game at level one. It's so easy. And a lot of entrepreneurs and the hustlepreneurs think that you need to work really hard and all that, which great. You know, I work hard too, but I find sleep like for me, your body may be different, Trey, but. I find when I get enough sleep, that's like gonna, it's crazy life hack because then I don't eat garbage. Then I'm more in the mood to work out. Then I'm in a, I'm just like a better person. I don't miss details. I'm sharper. I'm a lot more interesting. Ariana Huffington, who started Huffington Post, she, I forgot the exact stat, but basically people who get eight hours of sleep are in studies are shown to be way more interesting they're just more fun to talk to it's just cool hanging around them instead of someone who's tired so if you're an entrepreneur and 
you're just trying to crank through as many meetings as possible, trying to get as many tasks as possible, trying to wake up early at four o'clock in the morning, trying to stay up late. You're treating entrepreneurship of your business like manual labor. Like you just need to spend hours and hours digging with the shovel when really you need to think of it as a surgeon. So you don't want a surgeon who's tired doing surgery. You want someone who you want them to be well rested and paying attention because that one 30 minute surgery can be worth a hundred thousand dollars. So if you're a manual laborer, yeah, put in more time because every hour is like another time because it's just your brute force muscle. But if you're an entrepreneur and you make money with your mind, an hour of focus when you're clear and well rested is actually worth more than a week of messing around, working really hard and hustling and all that. You're just making so many mistakes that you don't even realize it. You're missing details. You're not close to deals. There's, you know, you're just making mistakes that are costing you. That seems like such a simple thing, but in this world of entrepreneurship and hustle and grind, I think that it's often neglected and really we should be talking about that a lot more. It's focus. Yes, so you spending time with me, like if I was interviewing someone on a pod, on my podcast, I had David Merriman Scott on my podcast last week, number one guy in the name of, in the world of marketing, like him and Seth Godin are like one and two, but I think David's even better. I bought his book. I read it. I researched everything about him. And I could have interviewed 10 other people. But instead, I chose just a few people to interview because I'm going for quality. Because I know that one interview with David is worth more than just trying to check as many boxes as possible and interview another 10 people, right? Absolutely. Jake Paul reached out to me. He wanted to build a class or a course on social media marketing. And we did that. But instead of just filming something real quick and putting it out there, he and I spent a year putting this thing together very carefully, very intentionally, very high quality. Not like every day we got to be promoting it. We got to launch right away. We have to be, you know, hustling 10 hours per day. No, we, the people I know who are successful, they are all about quality and they don't move quickly. They do a couple things each day and they do them very well. Jeff Bezos even says, he's the founder of Amazon. Jeff Bezos says, that he makes one or two major decisions each day. That's it. Mm. I mean, th someone like Bezos, I mean, there's thousands of things that he could be doing. Yep. He must be hustling harder than all of us, right? Mm -hmm. He's making one or two decisions a day. Wow. Do you think he'd have a whole lot more to decide on that day? But I guess he just has Google enough it. You'll see. It's not because I just told you. Go find out. Why does he say that? Because he figures out what are the... You know, people who are productivity experts, they they say in the morning before you check your cell phone, before you go to social media, before like people start interrupting you, think about what it is that you want to get done today. Those two or three things. Get those done first before you let the noise of text messages and meetings and emails and social media and all that happen. And you get those important things done, which is called the big rocks first. You've probably heard of that. Then everything else doesn't really matter. Like, what is it that you want to get done today? I'm sure there's thousands of things you'll never be able to get through your whole to-do list, right? Trey, of all the things you want to do? Yep. But what are the two or three things that you really need to get done today that would move the needle? Mm. Instead of like, I need to get 20 things done. I need to respond to these 50 people. I have these eight phone calls. Really? Well, do any of those things tie to those two or three things that are really important for today? Or... Were those the important things that were still on your list from last week, but you haven't gotten to them because you got distracted by all this noise? Mm. 
So are you focusing on things that are urgent or things that are important? I think that's something that the vast majority of entrepreneurs need to be reflecting on, especially in the online space right now where everything is in the mentality of, oh, this needs to happen in 30 days. Oh, this needs to happen next week. Oh, this needs to happen tomorrow. <laughs> so Trey, how, how long does it take for a, pa- uh, for a fat person to get six pack abs if they're diligent about it? A year, two years. Yeah. Do you, do you think it can happen? And like, if I work out really, really hard, Trey, can I get six pack abs tonight? Hell no. No. Well, then that means that the whole program's a scam, right? Because I didn't get six pack abs tonight. I went to the gym, worked out for four hours and I don't have six pack abs, right? Right. That. Are, I mean, really, I mean, all of us, we want six pack abs, the equivalent. We want a successful business. We, we want these things, but these things require time. It doesn't mean you're just wait. I'm not saying just because you let time go by that your goals will automatically achieve. But if you literally do what the successful entrepreneurs are doing, which is not me, I'm learning from these other people that are uber, uber successful. I'm learning these basic concepts. It sounds so simple, but I find I'm not doing them most days. For example, you know, get the eight hours of sleep first thing in the morning before you do all this other nonsense and the garbage and the noise fills your head. Spend some quiet time, get some exercise, do your meditation, focus on those two or three important things. And then at noon, you can start checking your messages and having meetings and all that kind of stuff. Mm. That's what they do. I figure, well, if that's what's working for these other people that are billionaires and super successful, like why wouldn't I do that too? That makes sense. Success model success. What? I didn't invent this. And there's no point in reinventing the wheel. Awesome, man. Well, what is the best way for people to see, see more of you and get involved with you? Google me. whatever channel i'm there and when i built the analytics at yahoo 20 some years ago i knew that we were in trouble because people that i hired other engineers on the team were saying just google it i'm like you work at yahoo you can't be saying stuff like that but yeah linkedin facebook twitter whatever it is you'll find my stuff there and if you found this helpful i'd love to hear what you think awesome man thank you so much for your time today thank you trey Thanks again for tuning in for another episode. Make sure that you subscribe to the show so you're never left out in the snow. Do you want to build a business or get more customers online? Are you tired of spending all your time shackled to your business? Tired of being treated like the court jester? Not anymore. You can get a care package from Trey today for just a buck that will help you beat shiny object syndrome with Trey's favorite tool list. Build your online authority and network with your own podcast and by being interviewed on other podcasts. Systemize your business with Trey's seven pillar system. Hire a VA to get your time back and so much more. You heard me right. All of that for less than the last Starbucks you got. Go to TreyCarmichael.us and get yours while it's hot. Check the couch for that dollar if you gotta.